The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house. Good morning, you guys. Hope you had a great weekend. And welcome back to the Sons of Liberty radio show where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. Uh, I'm the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com and also for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Monday morning. We did make it through the weekend. Lots of uh, news drops. It's interesting how they do that over the weekend. I guess they think people aren't paying attention. I know a lot of the political junkies pay attention to everything that goes on. They watch all the Sunday shows instead of being at the Lord's house. Um, Or some of them mix both of those things. And that's whatever. But this, and that's part of what we get at at the Sons of Liberty about repentance. What are we doing? Where is our focus? Is it is it merely here upon the earth, or is it upon um, heaven? Is it looking to where our treasure is to be stored? Now that doesn't mean that we get so quote unquote as the thing says heavenly minded that we don't do any earthly good. I think that's a bad thing. If we're heavenly minded, we do a lot of earthly good. And that's that's the point of the Sons of Liberty radio show. So if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com. Also, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And for some reason, I can't find my cursor here. going to bring this up just quickly. While you're over at sonsoflibertymedia.com, we do let you know that we have uh, needs. And if you would like to help us in those needs, we want, you know, God says he loves a cheerful giver. So we want cheerful givers, not those who give begrudgingly, but as the Lord would lead you to do so. SonsLibertyMedia.com. You can head over there. You can click on the donate button at the top of the page uh, if you want to make a one time donation, or you can partner with us as a monthly partner. A son or daughter of liberty is what we refer to you guys as. You set that up as to the amount that you want to give to help support what we do, not only on the radio, not only on the internet. But also, as Bradley and his family have been doing over the past several days in Michigan and also in Tennessee, uh, going out and giving the Word of God, uh, bringing the Constitution to bear upon those who are are wicked in the land, and uh, calling for men and women to to take a stand, not only for themselves, but for their posterity. Also, while you're there, the store is available. That button is also at the top of the page, and you can pick up any of our products. That that not just gives you a product, but uh, it helps support what we do here at the Sons of Liberty as well. And then if you scroll down a little bit, right there on the right, there's a place where you can put your email in. And you may get that as a pop-up on your screen as well, or you should be getting it. 
And if you would, that's a way you can support us. You get an email once a day. We don't rent your email. We don't sell it. We don't spam you. You get one email a day. It gives you all of the articles that we have for that day, uh, myself and Bradley and our other uh, great contributors that we have at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. You'll get a list of those. Take them and share them as, as much as you can. Uh, repost them. You know, you have you have uh, permission to do that. And then also on the right side of the page, you'll see that there's two videos. One, The top one is for Bradley in the afternoon, 3 p.m. And then you can watch the video portion of the radio show here um, under his in the morning at sonsoflibertymedia.com. All right. So um, let me start out with this, this quote here. This quote is um, attributed... To Marcus Tullius Cicero, a nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. Let me say it again. A nation can survive its fools and even the ambitious, but it cannot survive treason from within. An enemy at the gates is less formidable, for he is known and carries his banner openly. But the traitor moves amongst those within the gate freely, his sly whispers rustling through all the alleys, heard in the very halls of government itself. For the traitor appears not as a traitor. He speaks in accents familiar to his victims, and he wears their face and their arguments. He appeals to the baseness that lies deep in the hearts of men. He rots the soul of a nation. He works secretly and unknown in the night to undermine the pillars of the city. He infects the body politic so that it can no longer resist. A murderer is less to fear. The traitor is the plague. Now, I know a lot of people immediately think of Joe Biden because he's in the office and you've been taught Democrats. But remember, Cicero is distinguishing between two different people. He tells you the guy who comes in, right? He's known and carries his banner openly. That's the Joe Biden. Apply the other to the previous administration, giving you the language that you want to hear, saying the things that you want, that your ears can be tickled with, poisoned with a psyop called Q to make you stand down when you should stand up against unconstitutional behavior, lawless behavior, that you were told was constitutional. The same boss, the new boss, the fake boss, the fraudulent boss, the one who's in there that, just like Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka, who has never qualified to even be the president, and I never called him a president, I'll never call Joe Biden that either because he's in there due to fraud. And I did do that for Donald Trump. I did call him a president because he met the requirements to be president. But here we are. Got a new boss. Same same as the first one, though. The only difference is they changed political jerseys. One's got the mask off. One had a mask on. And this is what uh, Cicero was warning about. It's not so much the ones who take the mask off that you know who they are. It's the ones who put the mask on that say they're on your side. They're there to help you. They're there to do the right thing. They're there to bring justice. 
They're there to do the job that you elected them to do. Now, let me, let me explain something really quick, because I know some people, it ruffles their feathers, okay? But when you go to the Constitution, and you go into Article 2, which deals with the president... What you deal, what you have here in uh, section three, actually in section two, let's do this first. The president shall be commander in chief of the army and navy of the United States and of the militia of the several states when called into actual service of the United States. That's one of the things that he does. Um, and by the way, you know, let me let me give a positive. For Trump, and that he didn't start any new wars. Thank you for that. Now we're seeing the troops being moved back over in the Middle East by Biden. No thanks for that. Because they're going to gear up for war for Iran. And why is that happening? I'll remind you, it's because the previous administration pointed out treason, 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 criminal, 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 against all those Obama administration personnel and didn't bring any justice against them. Not one of them. But Section 3 of Article 2 of our Constitution says, The President shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed and shall commission all the officers of the United States. Were the laws taken care of? Nope. I could list numerous ones that were not enforced against these criminals. You would not have a Joe Biden sitting in the People's White House had the previous administration done its job. And you go, well, he got the economy great. Where's that in the Constitution? Huh? Where's that at? It's not there. Well, he built the wall. Yeah, over refurbi- it was a refurbished wall. Very little of it is, very, is brand new. Whoa, well, he got the vaccine. Where's that in the Constitution? See, all of the things that he touted, when you really get down to it, claiming to be pro-life while funding Planned Parenthood $100 million more every year than Barack Hussein Obama's Satoru Sabarka, who promoted abortion, the murder of the unborn. This is where things are left off. And the scripture calls men to repentance over this kind of thing. He, Hosea 12.6, but you must return to your God. Maintain love and justice. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot of uh, people like uh, Pete Buttigieg, who Biden wants to bring in as uh, Secretary of Transportation, who would probably quote to you about, shouldn't we love mercy and justice? Yeah, we should. But justice would demand justice upon your crimes your crimes against nature that you're engaging in while trying to redefine marriage to fit your own lifestyle. That's what it would require. But see, the corruption is not just in the Democrat Party, folks. I just want you to understand that. It's in the Republican Party, and it's not just among the quote-unquote rhinos. It's among the other guys, too. Not all of them. There are a handful. And I mean, when I say a handful, I literally mean a handful. Who haven't gotten that? And you can tell in their voting record whether they're constitutional or not. I remember when I worked for Dr. Gary North, he was the economist for Ron Paul in the 70s when he went to Congress. 
And he, one of the things he told me was, he says, you knew Ron Paul was the real deal because he had somebody with him at all times to keep him away from all of the little Lolitas that would come in. And I remember reading Dr. North. He said, I was in California. I thought the most beautiful women were in California until I went to D.C. And you know why that is. It's to seduce the men. It is to make them vulnerable. And Dr. Paul would have none of that. And Dr. Gary North said he wouldn't drink. He didn't want it affecting him as far as his being sober to do the work that he was elected to do. He didn't take bribes. Matter of fact, when you read, uh, I think the guy's name was Abramoff. I think that was the guy's name. He was a lobbyist. Said he had 400 and something representatives in his pocket to do his bidding at any time. He was arrested. He was convicted. He was sent to prison. And he came out and he told his story. And when they asked him about Ron Paul, he says, we never bothered with Ron Paul. We weren't going to get anywhere with him. That's a pretty serious testimony of a statesman, not a politician. But what do we find out over and over and over and over again from the previous administration to this administration? Same swamp is still in place. Previously, actually just uh, a couple of uh, days ago, Matt Agaris wrote, an article along these lines. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Americans get fooled again. Yep, they're fooled again. And sadly, people who think they've taken the red pill, for those of you who don't know, that comes from the Matrix movie, they've taken the red pill to know the truth. The only problem was it was candy-coated in a blue color. They actually got the blue pill. They think they're awake when they're still asleep. They're continually being fed the lies. Just hang on. Trust the plan. Something's going to happen. Trump is on it. I mean, we got such stupidity that people are saying Trump was really inaugurated. Trump's going to be inaugurated in March. Joe Biden and his team are going down. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's see it. Let's see the evidence. Because I've been hearing it for years. I've been hearing days that have been put in there. And it's time the people wake up to the fact that you guys have been duped. You've been duped. And we've been telling you on the Sons of Liberty radio show for years you're being duped. And some still will not listen. Many of you do. So I don't want to tag everybody in the same thing. Many of you who listen to the Sons of Liberty, you know exactly what we've said, where we've stood for years. And here is, uh, here's Matt writing, just a, a taste of this. I'll have it in the archive so you can read it. Today in what resembles a scene more akin to that of North Korea than the land of the free, the 46th president of the United States, he's really not, he's, he's a fraud, Joe Biden will be sworn into office, likely pleasing those in attendance, yeah, by, by invitation only. <laughs> that was the people who were there. It wasn't for the people, it was by invitation only. Likely pleasing those in attendance, Trump put his name on a short list of former presidents and announced that he will not be in attendance. Take the place behind several tons of razor wire, 20,000 armed National Guard troops, concrete bearers, 
barricades, boarded up businesses, and 10-foot-tall fences. <laughs> You've got a dictator in the White House, guys. You, you, you have a dictator in the White House. It's usually a sign that American society is in the midst of major political feud, Douglas Brinkley said. The fact that the incoming and outgoing presidents can't shake hands and co-participate in an inauguration means that something's off-kilter in the democracy. No, it's in the republic, dude. And something is off-kilter. Here's what's off-kilter. The American people don't recognize the difference between the two lawless men. They don't recognize when either one violates the law. Let me give you an example. Those who are Republicans, those who supported Trump, don't, don't want to recognize, don't want to see, for the most part. Not, I'm not saying everybody, okay? So let me clear that up. Let me clear that up. There are those that I call Trump supporters and those who I call Trump idolaters. There are two different groups here. I have a lot of friends who are Trump supporters. And they're like, yep, he shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. That's unconstitutional. This, that, and the other. And then they'll praise him on things that are good. And there's Trump idolaters who say, this guy has done nothing wrong. Everything he's been is by the book. It's been constitutional. It's been good for America. Blah, 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 blah. Those are the two differences. Then you get on the other side. As soon as Biden goes in, all of a sudden these people start recognizing the Trump dollars really recognize what's unconstitutional again. I don't know why that is. It's not something in the water. It's that they don't get what's actually taking place. It's not a sporting event, guys. It's not a good time. It's not a concert. It's not a, 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 a entertainment. This is your freedom. Excuse me. This is your liberty. Your freedom happens in your mind. Your liberty happens in what you do. This is your liberty. It's the liberty of your children we're talking about here. And you know what? The guy can smile and he can wear your political jersey all he wants. But when he violates the law, it is an infringement upon your liberty and the liberty of your children and grandchildren. And you know what? You should show no loyalty to such a person. They are a Judas. They are a traitor to you, as Cicero said. I don't care if they're talking your language. I don't care if they're wearing your mask or your political jersey. They are a traitor to you. Now, let me give you a couple examples here. Recently, in fact, I think it was on Friday that came out. I, I put the thing out. I had it, but I didn't have time to get some things up, but... We had this report. Biden orders release of all illegal aliens in custody, those who were detained. There were more than 14,000 of them who were detained under the Trump administration. He's ordering them to be released onto American streets. Now, let me tell you something. I realize that a lot, that a lot of these people and look, I was in construction for 18 years. I worked with a lot of people from Central America, Mexico, Guatemala, uh, Honduras, some other places that had come up. 
I didn't. I never asked them if they were legal or illegal. I usually could tell who the illegal ones were because certain things would happen around the job site and they would just go disappearing. But I never asked anybody. I treated everybody the same. The Bible tells us that we treat the foreigners the same as the native. It isn't my job to sit here and execute justice on them in that in that sense. But I watched as people came in. Many of them I would talk to who could speak English. Some of them couldn't speak English, and they might have a friend who could speak to me. And I'd get to know some of the people that I worked around. I remember there was one couple that came up together. Well, actually, the man came up, and he was working on one of the sites. He came, they came up from Mexico. And then a couple of months later, his wife came up. Super nice people. Really, really nice people. They didn't speak very much English at all. And they had children. And they lived here in the United States. So they weren't sending money back to Mexico. They were keeping it here. And um, I know one at one time, you know, our kids were growing out of clothes. So we, we gathered up some clothes. We went to the job site because there was a lot of people who, both American and those who were coming in on green cards and maybe illegals. I don't even know. And we went there to bring their kids, you know, their kids, some of our kids' clothes, if they wanted to use them. And um, and so I became known as the guy who <laughs> brings clothes, kids' clothes. That was sort of a, a running joke there. But the fact of the matter was, a lot of these people simply wanted to care for their families. They weren't out to commit crimes. Even though... It's very possible some of them were violating the American law. I don't know who was or who wasn't. But I can tell you this. What's interesting is, is we read throughout the Obama administration over and over and over and over people who were known to be, not questionable, not I don't know or anything. They were known to be in the country illegally. And they were murdering people. They were raping people. They were stealing from them. They were killing them. And what would happen to them? Nothing. Nothing. If anything, they got three hots and a cots on the expense of the American taxpayer. That's what they got for their deeds. And now here we have the Biden administration ordering the Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents to release all illegal alien detainees. This comes by way of Breitbart. An internal January 21st ICE memo independently reviewed by Breitbart News and first reported by Fox News' Tucker Carlson orders agents to stop all removals, including land and air deportations. In addition, the memo tells agents that all cases of detainees in ICE custody are now to be considered no significant likelihood of removal in foreseeable future, suggesting all detainees will need to be, rete- uh, will need to be released. According to the ICE official who wrote uh, to his staff in the memo, release them all immediately. Typically, if detainees do not have sponsors in the United States, Agents can hold an individual in their custody. The memo, though, states that it is no longer the case that even detainees without sponsors must be released. It is unclear if ICE is currently carrying out the mass release of 14,195 detainees, 
in its custody, 71.45% of whom are convicted criminals or have pending criminal charges. That's nearly three-fourths, folks. Now, that means a quarter of them aren't criminals. They don't have a record or that we know of, and they don't have pending criminal charges except they've entered into the country illegally. Which, by the way, we've done a uh, an article on that before where the illegal alien comes in, he breaks 18 to 20 laws by doing that. More than likely, he's going to be doing that. All right? ISIS halted, or excuse me, these detainees are currently held in approximately 138 facilities across the United States. ISIS halted all deportations, regardless of the criminal convictions of an illegal alien, as a result of Biden's executive order stopping removals for at least 100 days. The initiative is a long-term goal of the open borders lobby, which has sought a permanent end to deportations. Straight ahead, look for more reports of crimes by illegals against Americans, and you can also be on the lookout for more jihadi attacks. Why? Because Biden has lifted the ban on countries that will be flying in people from Islamic terrorist hotbeds. Yep, more false flags coming your way, folks, courtesy of the Biden administration, courtesy of the Trump administration. This is what I want people to see. If an administration comes in and tells you they're going to do a certain thing and they don't do it and they don't uphold the Constitution, they're aiding the next administration that comes in that's openly criminal. That's what they're doing. Now I know the Bible says For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. Hebrews 10.30. He tells us that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, right? The fact of the matter is, is that those who are in authority, they're not our leaders, they have been placed in authority, one by God. God is sovereign. Some people may not like to hear that. Guess what, Trumpites? God put Joe Biden in, despite his doing it fraudulently. God put him in there. And why did he put him in there? See, most people don't even think about this. They want to talk about God put Donald Trump there, but he didn't put Biden there. Oh, then God's not sovereign. God doesn't decree things. God doesn't set in motion. It's not his story, history. It's not his story. It's somebody else's story. It's man's free will. Man is the sovereign in all of this. That's not what our forefathers held to. And I'm hoping, I'm going to talk to my pastor about probably coming in here and bringing the real history of America. Stuff you don't hear. You might hear a little bit about Washington or Jefferson and stuff, but what about the guys who came before them? The guys who really established America. You don't hear a lot about those guys. Scottish Covenanters, the Pilgrims. Who are they influenced by? The Reformers, John Calvin, Martin Luther, Ulrich Zwingli. You don't hear a lot about those guys. Because in the end, let me tell you something. God is not taken by surprise that Joe Biden went in the White House. 
And in fact, neither are his people. We're not surprised by it either. We're not supportive of it, of of Biden. But we recognize that what God does is, look, if you're one of his and you're in sin, you've gone through this issue of idolatry with a political figure, God's using this to discipline you. Receive his discipline. Receive it joyfully. And thank God that he loves you enough to correct you. But if not, if you're going to be stubborn and hard-headed, guess what? The spankings get harder. Read Leviticus 26. They, they, they're harder. In fact, it's interesting. The way of the righteous man is easy, but the path of the sinner is hard. It's hard because you have to learn with a hard head. God is known by his judgments. And you know what? America is still under judgment under Joe Biden just as much as it was under Donald Trump. Some people don't want to see that. I don't know why they don't want to see it, but they don't. How else, Christian, do you explain an open sodomite being put as as an ambassador to Germany with his quote-unquote husband? No such thing for a man. And then being set in the place of acting director of national intelligence. This is why, see, it's interesting. Nobody said squat when Trump did that. Now that they took this guy who looks like D. Snyder, an elderly D. Snyder out of Twisted Sister from Pennsylvania and made him the health and human secretary, health and human, whatever, secretary, resources, secretary, by the way, that's a good application for 1 Corinthians 11, by the way, on the long hair on a man issue. He's trying to appear as a woman. He's doing a terrible job of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's doing a terrible job of it. So don't point the finger at Biden for doing what he did when you won't point the finger at Trump for doing what he did. Trying to decriminalize sodomy. At least our forefathers had the foresight And the moral fortitude to punish it as a crime against nature. For hundreds of years it was done. It's still on the state books as a crime against nature. But you want to pick those two political sides, don't you? Some of you. Our forefather, second president of the United States, John Adams. Look, Adams had his problems too. Okay? Okay. He acted unlawfully with the, I think, with the Sedition Act. Here's the thing. But he did warn people getting caught up into two parties under their respected leaders. He called it a great evil. Because you just have one year where the left boot goes on, and that's the tyrant. Then that's getting taken off, and the right boot goes on, and that's the tyrant. It just depends on what kind of tyranny you want to live under, America. Red or blue? Or do you want to live under freedom under King Jesus? It's one or the other. It's one or the other. And many of you claim Jesus, but you would rather live under the red tyranny of republicanism. And I mean that as a party, not as government. You'd rather live under the republican tyranny than you would the democrat tyranny. And then some of you listening would rather live under the democrat tyranny than you would the republican tyranny. 
And neither one of you really want Jesus. You'll claim Jesus. Look at, look at the inauguration. Amazing Grace was sung by Garth Brooks. Man committing adultery with another woman on his wife. We had scripture reference by the little rapper. I don't know what she She's a poet. I forget what they called her. They said she's the first that we've had. I don't know how much money they're paying that chick. But the fact of the matter is, they're referencing Scripture, aren't they? They got the thin veneer of Christianity on while they got the devil behind them. That's how the devil works, guys. He doesn't come to you with horns and a pointed tail and a pitchfork. He doesn't come to you like that. He comes to you as an angel of light. He comes to you as the muscular, strong, buff guy, doesn't he? He comes to you as that beautiful woman in a bikini or something. He doesn't come to you as the evil person that he really is. He comes to you with smooth words, telling you what you want to hear. While he stabs you in the back, while he steals everything that you've got, and while he destroys your life. That's who the devil is. And you can see him behind some of the people that are here. Let me make a parallel here to what's going on. By the way, the president does. I'm going I'm to reference this in a minute. The president does have the ability. We give him the power to issue pardons. Okay? He has the ability to pardon. There's no question about that. But it's whom he pardons that's very telling. It's whom he pardons that's very telling. You know, we've had uh, Angela Clemens on to talk about Schaefer Cox. He's in an illegal prison in Indiana, a black site prison. He's there because he was a young man, a young Christian man who was homeschooled, who was calling out the pedophilia of the day, running for Congress. The FBI, the the one that you're hearing about in the news, targeted him, was going to kill him, his wife, and his little boy, had set him up to do so, and God in his providence sent another man in the way that kept them from fulfilling that. But Schaefer Cox has been in jail for years. In clear violation of the Constitution, which says there shall not be any cruel and unusual punishment, they heat the floor up so hot they can't stand on it. They freeze the floor so cold that it freezes the, the water in the toilet bowls. He's been placed in there with other with Muslims who threaten Christian men who come in there to convert or be killed. One of them was almost beheaded completely before Schaefer's eyes. He didn't get a, he didn't get a pardon. But let, let, let's look at some of these pardons that Donald Trump gave. Michael Flynn. You guys think Michael Flynn is a good guy because he talks your language. He talks about Jesus and he mentions the Bible. Listen, he got a pardon from Trump. Flynn, a retired Army lieutenant general, had pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about his contacts with the Russian ambassador to the United States. Now, look, I don't really buy, this is just me, I don't buy the Russian hoax stuff. I I don't buy it. But the guy pled guilty. 
They didn't find him guilty. He said it with his own mouth or with his pen when he signed off on it. He was given a pardon. Paul Manafort. Now, remember, these are guys who were close to Trump. The campaign manager for Trump's 2016 presidential campaign, Manafort, was convicted in 2018 of committing financial fraud in relation to his business dealings in Russia and for his attempts to hide his crimes from investigators. That guy got a, that guy got a pardon. George Papadopoulos. In connection with the special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into the Trump campaign's contacts with the Russian government, Papadopoulos, a foreign policy advisor, also pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI. Guys, that is what the Ninth Commandment's about. Let me break here just for a second. That's what the Ninth Commandment's about. It's about lying under oath. I'll give you an example. You say, well, isn't it all lying? Yeah, we're to be people who speak the truth. But let me, let me remind you of somebody else. Rahab, you remember her? The harlot there in Jericho? And the spies go in and she hides them. And she specifically deceives and lies to the people looking for those spies. She said, oh, they went out this way. You can catch them if you're, if you're fast enough. She was there to protect life. She used a lie and deception to protect life, not to protect her own, not to protect her reputation, not to keep her out of jail or from being killed. She did it to protect life. And here's these guys in clear violation of the Ninth Amendment. Excuse me, Ninth Commandment. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That's Papadopoulos. Alex van der Schwan, a Dutch lawyer who had worked with Manafort, he served 30 days in prison after pleading guilty in 2018 to lying to Mueller's investigators. We got Roger Stone. You know, he claims that he's a Christian, that he read, rededicated his life. We don't see any rededication of life to Christ in Scripture. That's some kind of backslidden Southern Baptist kind of thing that comes along. I'm just telling you. You don't read that anywhere in Scripture. You either, you either read that a man is faithful or that he repents of his sin. It's one or the other. Stone was convicted for crimes that included witness tampering and lying to investigators in the probe by special counsel Robert Mueller of Stone's suspected role in the release of emails stolen from the Democratic National Committee. We still haven't gotten to the bottom of that. Because that would entail Seth Rich, wouldn't it? Duncan Hunter, the former California congressman, pleaded guilty in 2019 to misusing campaign funds on family vacations and to pay for an extramarital affair. Hunter was an early and ardent Trump supporter. Chris Collins, the first member of Congress to endorse Trump's presidential run in 2016, former rep Chris Collins Republican of New York was found guilty of insider trading and lying to the FBI. He was serving a 26-month prison sentence. Steve Stockman, another jailed former member of Congress, former representative Steve Stockman, a Republican of Texas, was convicted in 2018 of a scheme to funnel hundreds of thousands of dollars in donations to charity and voter education for his own personal use. 
But the Republicans are the good guys, right? They're the good guys. Charles Kushner, Jared's daddy. A real estate investor pleaded guilty. We're not talking, again, most of these are pleading guilty. In 2004, to a raft of crimes that included 18 counts of making false statements, the Federal Election Commission, um, I think that's to the Federal Election Commission, tax evasion and witness tampering. He arranged an assignment with a prostitute for his sister's husband, recorded the encounter and sent the tape to his sister, who he believed was cooperating with investigators. He was prosecuted by then U.S. Attorney Chris Christie. who after abandoning his own presidential campaign in 2016 became a Trump supporter and surrogate. (laughs) I'm sorry, surrogate with Chris Christie. I just, okay, I'm just going to leave that one where it is. Kushner served 18 months behind bars. I could go on and on. Now, here's some good ones, and I brought these up. I'm going to show the people in the audience. You can find these. I'll have the link here over. I'm reading off of uh, Yahoo News, but you can find a list of all of these pardons that Trump gave. These are just the ones that happened right before Christmas. Dwight and Stephen Hammond, those were actually good pardons. These were guys who had not committed a crime, were convicted because the criminal justice system of the United States is so crooked and reprehensible that they keep back exculpatory evidence. They did it in the in the Bundy Ranch. That's why they had to dismiss the case down in Nevada. They're so crooked and criminal and corrupt that they took these men who did what ranchers normally do, didn't destroy any property, didn't harm a soul. They were doing the same things that the BLM was doing, except the BLM was actually destroying property, destroying cattle. And he gave them a pardon. And that was a bone throw to you guys. I said it when it happened. It was a bone thrown to Trump supporters. Because if you read Donald Trump's op-ed about the Bundys and the Hammonds, when he first wrote it, it was an attack on them. They were in violation of the law. Blah, 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 blah. Just like Harry Reid. And somebody must have got his ear and said, oh, Mr. President, you, you, you can't say that. That's unconstitutional, and that's not right, and you're going to lose a lot of people over this, or whatever the case may be. And he goes back and he writes another op-ed that is completely constitutional, and it upholds the Hammonds, and it upholds the Bundys. This is the guy we were dealing with for four years. I could read off several of these others here. These are pardons that were given by Donald Trump. Let me give you a couple more here. And then I'm going to give you some of why this is such a problem. And again, this isn't to beat up on Trump. It's to say the people have allowed it. They've tolerated it. Okay? They've tolerated it. By the way, Evildoers do not understand what is right. Only those who seek the Lord understand it fully. Proverbs 28.5 So if you're having a hard time understanding what I'm saying by pointing to this, you might want to see which side you're really on. 
Here's a few more. Nicholas Slatton. Slatton, a contractor for Blackwater, which is founded by Trump supporter Eric Prince. (laughs) See how they're all interwoven with each other here? See that? Had been sentenced to life in prison on a charge of first-degree murder for the 2007 massacre of Iraqi civilians that left 14 dead and 17 wounded, including children. Paul Slough, another of the so-called Blackwater Four. Slough was sentenced uh, to 15 years in prison for his role in the unprovoked Iraqi massacre. Evan Liberty. Liberty received a prison sentence of 14 years after taking part in the slaughter of Iraqi citizens, none of whom were armed in Baghdad's Nassar Square. And Dustin Hurd. Oh, he's got quite a lengthy thing here. Another former military veteran who went to work for Blackwater, Hurd, like Slaw and Liberty, was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and using a machine gun to carry out a violent crime. He was sentenced to 12 years and 7 months in prison. The White House statement on the pardons of the four Blackwater guards notes that they, quote, have a long history of service to the nation, end quote. In the military, before their employment as contractors. I don't know what that has to do with them murdering people who are unarmed. The White House statement asserts that the prosecutors recently disclosed more than 10 years after the incident that the lead Iraqi investigator who prosecutors relied heavily on to verify that there was no insurgent victims and to collect evidence may have had ties to insurgent groups himself. End quote. The charges against the four were initially dismissed on a technicality, which then Vice President Joe Biden pledged to reverse leading some conservative commentators and Republican officials to refer to them as the Biden Four. And there's, there's, there's a whole list. This one has about 40-something pardons, I think, if you go through it on Yahoo News. And I'll have the link up. Joe Arpaio is one of them. Convicted of contempt of court charges in 2007. You know what? Had, had America listened to Joe, ba- uh, Joe Arpaio about Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka, the usurper. He wasn't a president, he was a usurper. He was never a natural-born citizen. Go back and do your homework. I've written tons of articles on that. Reference the historical documents for it to prove it. That's why I held to the same standard when it came to Ted Cruz, who many people question whether or not he meets the qualification of a U.S. citizen to be senator. And Marco Rubio, the anchor baby, I held the same standard to those guys, so don't tell me I'm a liberal, this, that, and the other. I held it to both of them, both political jerseys I held it to. Kamala Harris is another one. If they had listened to the evidence and acted on it, we had weak people like Alan West who wouldn't pick it up and run. If he would have run with it, he might could have done something with it. He didn't pick it up and run with it. We had... The guy out in Oklahoma who says, oh, I don't, I don't want any of that information because I might have to do something with it. I, I don't, I don't want to know about Arpaio's investigation that exposed the lies and the crimes of the Obama administration. The fact that he was not qualified to be in office. Yeah, that was the Republicans. They didn't want anything to do with it. Keep that away from me, you conspiracy theorists. 
And the fact of the matter was, all it was was documented facts. That's all it was. Now, you can get on Arpaio's motive all you want to. I, I don't know what his motive is. Maybe he's wanting to get in front of the cameras. That's what I've heard some about. I don't know. I don't care. The issue was, what are the facts that come out from it? All kinds of men have different kinds of motives for what they do. What are the facts there? That's what you got to look for. Let me take you through a, another couple of things here, because we got a few minutes left. I did a show. Um, this was back in June of last year. Trump's swamp list, his advisors and cabinet who are CFR, that's Council on Foreign Relations, they're anti-American. They want to set America up. And by the way, this is why I chided Ted Cruz's wife, Heidi. She was in on this, setting up the North American Union, which, by the way, guys, just telling you, Donald Trump set into place and everybody, all the Republicans cheered it. It's a footprint for global government. That's what the USMCA is. But you cheered it because he was your boy. He had your political jersey on. He was slam dunking on the other team. He was telling better your mama jokes than they were. But I did this list, and it's long. It's really, 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 really long. Here's just a couple of names that come up in here. John P. Abizade, ambassador to Saudi Arabia. This is, this is who Trump brought in. An individual, individual CFR member. Another one is Elliot Abrams, special envoy on Venezuela. James H. Baker, director of the Office of Net Assessment. He was a Bilderberg attendee. This is in Trump's administration. Barbara Barrett, secretary of the Air Force, individual CFR member and Bilderberg attendee. Here's some other ones. John Bolton, National Security Advisor. Yeah, he got rid of him. Yeah, but he kept him in there a long time, too. Individual CFR member. Dan R. Brolet, Deputy Secretary of Energy, individual CFR member. By the way, we just had news out today that you can find on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Biden rescinds Trump order banning Chinese communist involvement in the U.S. power grid. How do you like them apples? How do you like those apples? Let's continue. Chinese tied Elaine Chow, married to Republican Senator Mitch McConnell, United States Secretary of Transportation, CFR individual member. And I can go down the list. It's a long list. I read these off during a radio show back in June. And for those who are watching by video, I'm just going down through here. Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, senior advisor to the president, was a Bilderberg attendee. What well, doesn't mean anything that they were in there. It could have been just... <laughs> okay, keep making excuses, keep burying your head in the sand, and you're going to get more of the same. You're going to get more of the same. Linda McMahon. Know who that chick is? Wife of Vince McMahon. Not Vince McMahon. Is that, yeah, it was a Vince. Yeah, Vince McMahon. The guy who runs WWE that I tell you all this stuff is. is It's WWE. She was administrator of the Small Business Administration. All this stuff is unconstitutional. 
There's nothing in our Constitution to allow for all this growth of government. And yet, we're told by Republicans, we're, we're the party of small government. No, you're not. All your solutions are big government. Every one of them. Every one of them. Steve Mnuchin, Secretary of Treasury, CFR corporate member. Trying to see who else. Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State. You think he's a good guy? Bilderberg attendee. Jerome Powell, Chairman of the Federal Reserve, individual CFR member. Guys, do you think this is uh, that Donald Trump just didn't know what was going on? Do you think he's really this stupid? I don't think so. Supporting this kind of stuff is evil. It's wicked. The Bible tells us in Psalm 37, Turn from evil and do good, and you will dwell in the land forever, for the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. Wrongdoers will be completely destroyed. The offspring of the wicked will perish, and the righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. But here's the catch. you got to turn from evil and do good. Letting the evil continue on, whether it's under a Republican or a Democrat, is letting it go on, and you will not dwell in the land forever. You won't. Deuteronomy 28. I've read that over and over and over again. Isaiah says, The Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, He will rise up to show you compassion, for the Lord is a God of justice. Something that our presidents haven't been. They haven't been presidents of justice. That's their job. Blessed are all who wait for Him. People of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious He will be when you cry for help. As soon as He hears, He will answer you. God is a God of justice, but He's also a God of mercy. But He's a God of mercy to those who are repentant. If you're going to be stiff-necked, if you're going to say, nope, my party can do it, just because they say Jesus, they say Christian, they say Republican, then you're not a person ready for either repentance or for mercy. The Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated that God is serious about justice against sin, lawlessness, breaking the law. And he did so in giving himself as an atonement for his people that he might redeem them and reconcile them back unto God that they might be his people and that he might pour out his blessings on him that he might be glorified in that. 23 hours will be back with you. See you.